Man, even at the end of the day, 7 o'clock, as we're recording this, I feel like today was a case of the Mondays. The ca- Just no. got the dang old Mondays on a Tuesday. But that's it's not Tuesday. We, are we, we had supposed- a three-day weekend. We have no excuse. Four-day weekend. Four-day weekend. For me and you, not Spencer. Sorry, Spencer. Oh, it's okay. Right. But the point is, is like, aren't we supposed to be more refreshed? Like, why do I feel like dog ass and angry? After what I thought was an entertaining show, we had fun, right? Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Is it because the draft is coming up tonight? Is that what oh, you're anxious crap. for? We need to get the hell out of here. We got a fantasy draft. We'll oh, talk about that oh tomorrow. <sighs> Exciting, right? Hey, I, do you wanna, I'm so confused. Do you want to use our, our time together doing this uh, podcast intro to record a promo and show people what we do? I really don't, but I will. Terrible idea. You're right. What well, we will use it to tell you to like, find at CJ Morgan Show on social media, and of course comment on the podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review if you want. If you don't, I don't care, man. I'm all fantasy football now. He really cares. That's all I care about. He does care. CJ Morgan Show. I had a weird epiphany on my way back to work today. It occurred to me for the first time ever that I don't have to live in Austin. What? And I mean, like, even wow. in the sense I don't have to live in Texas at all. To, to do what? And just period. I don't have to live here because I always imagined living in Austin. Even as a boy growing up, you know, my dad lived here in the 70s. We would visit family and friends or go on road trips uh, in high school when we had like meets for competitions or for student government we would come and stay in austin and i was always like i'm gonna live here i'm gonna move there and i did and I, for a very long time and today i was like i don't have to live here i can i can move you do have autonomy that is yeah. correct yeah, 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 but yeah. you, you no just one's get, forcing you yeah <laughs> you get so used to being somewhere and yeah. you know with with this particular job i couldn't really live in another city and do it but um to me, like not just the job, that wasn't the only the job would be the only reason I would leave in the past. Like I've had, you know, mild interviews in like Seattle and Los Angeles to move, but I probably would not ever move for radio for this industry. There's no point in it. Um but if I left this job, it's like, oh, I'll go teach, I'll do something else and I'll I'll stay in Austin. But now I'm like, I don't have to stay in Austin. Why would I want to? I've already lived through one of these droughts, and it sucked ass, but it came back. Yeah. But all models are predicting for a long time that this area is going to just become more of an arid climate. So, And it sucks. I don't want to live with this dry, dead grass, these falling dead trees, the really bad winter the tr- like everything that makes austin great is is now really outweighed by everything that sucks well, yeah, and so I, I finally had it don't forget how pricey things have been becoming uh, no, not just true. across the country inflation wise but you know it's been for a long time here people have been moving in and property yeah. prices uh going up but at the same time cj i mean you know i understand being stuck in texas is is really it's hard to get out once you're in here in texas it's hard to leave the state but the reason why Austin is changing, I mean, minus all the environmental effects that, you know, that's not us. Uh, but the reason why Austin is changing so much is because so many people are moving out. So you have to be one of the few people who want to stay well, to keep I mean, Austin they're, alive. They're moving out to like Bastrop, which even you can't afford. But I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, why not live somewhere else? Now, like where else would you live? Somewhere where it rains and it's cooler. 
Oh, so. Um, so Seattle? You know, no, I wouldn't <laughs> want to live on the West Coast because I also have like apocalyptic uh, brainscape to where I want to live <laughs> okay. somewhere to where I could easily, to where I could survive their apocalypse. The West Coast is going to like earthquake and fall into the ocean. So I don't want to deal with hurricanes and earthquakes. Yeah. So that that's probably out. The other day, L.A. was like flooding and had an earthquake. That's I'm I'm. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine on the West Coast. That's rad. That's like a tech two, check two off of your uh, bingo for disasters this I year. I think Wyoming. <laughs> Laramie, Wyoming. Wyoming? Yeah, why What's not? What's in Wyoming? Exactly. Not enough people. It is one of the sparsest <laughs> populated areas in the United it's States. It's the only place where they're giving away land just to still move you it's out there. It's got mountains. It's got rivers. That's it's not true. Uh, it's temperate. <laughs> Just saying, it's the last like pioneer place, basically. Because yes. they're like, please move out here. Nah, we'll skip it. Uh, that, yeah. Whenever I try to remember all fifty states, Wyoming is one of those that I never remember. Because what what is there to do besides live off of the land? Exactly. That sounds rad. That's all you want to I mean, do is live off of the land. Even their large cities are not too large. You know, they're like Austin used to be. I mean, I wouldn't. Laramie's a college town, but you know, Cheyenne, <sighs> Casper. You're, you're gonna get so bored when every place closes at eight p.m. Oh, so you not are. a lot of traffic. So. Yeah, I you do. Are. I do bitch about how Austin has no late night. And like, where's the nearest Lego store in Wyoming? And how are you? Gonna, <laughs> that's all you're still gonna <laughs> be decision. A great that you make when you decide yeah, to move. Yeah, I'll be saving a lot of money. That's great. <laughs> Go ahead. Be late for something today. Just not your period. Oh, my God, you guys. Did you know uh, today, the day after Labor Day, is officially... Go ahead and be late for something day. Oh, uh, we should have started the show Aww, late. We, we should have done everything late. Um, it aims to help people promote a little bit of mental health, the positive aspects of procrastinating a little bit. But here's the deal. Makes me very angry. You don't um, like being late? Yeah. Uh, so it says here that being punctual all the time can actually make you more anxious. Mm. So when you're late, when you don't care about it, it, it it's kind of more chill. And I already have one of those weird things where time to me does not exist in a I'm just normal thinking, sense. How many times do you have to be late to finally not worry about it? Because right. I'm I'm a notoriously late person all the time. And I still worry about it. Maybe it's just because I have empathy and I care about other it people. Makes, yeah, because it is kind of rude uh, on the other. It makes me anxious and angry when I'm late. That's yeah. that's the problem. Yes. So, uh, I feel like I'm disappointing people yeah. when, I'm, when I'm late. You are. Very much. <laughs> Not all the time, CJ. But, There's some things hey, it's acceptable <laughs> to be late to. If anyone on this show is late, I found a way to deal with it. I just send an angry picture of Thomas the Train. Yeah. Uh-huh. When, he's, when he's mad or disappointed, because I feel like that'll get the message through. Oh, I what know. Is a, what does a stupid anthropomorphic train know? I'm not worried about him. He knows you're not on time, because trains are all about schedule, and so is radio. <laughs> That's my problem with uh, with being late and stuff, is I'm I'm regularly late. Uh, but I get mad about it. I'm also, I'm not one of those people that are like 10 minutes late is on time or 10 minutes early. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, don't show up. If you're early, you're on time. One of those people. Yeah. What are we, the military? Come on. I was about to say, what <laughs> do you think is late? Because for me, I'm like, oh, if you're five minutes late, that's not late. Late is late to mm. me. Uh, I'm very... Like, if I'm five minutes late to a movie, I'm not missing the movie. It's but still late. if I'm five minutes late to something that I can't get into after 
You know, five minutes. Like, five minutes is not that much time. So the, I feel like five minutes is a good buffer. The time you're supposed to arrive is the time. I don't like it when people are mm. early. Well, then you can't always get there right and on time. I don't time. like it when they're, but you should. And that's also the thing with uh, people in Austin is I'm like, again, I'm always late. And it makes me mad at myself. So I can't get mad at others when they're late because they're always unexpected things. But the number one excuse in Austin is like traffic. Oh, and oh. someone every, excuse everywhere, even well, if you're okay. so exactly. But I yeah, had a so boss. There was a cow on the road. I got stuck out here in the boondocks. So. And Emily, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. You're pointing excuse. at me. Aren't I'm not. You? No, I'm not specifically talking about you today. But I, I once had a manager that I really respected that was like, uh, I was like, oh, sorry, traffic. He's like, yeah, there's always traffic in Austin. That's not an excuse. You should account for it. He's like, that's always going to happen. And I think with several exes, I've pissed them off because I'm like, no, we need to account for traffic. Like, it doesn't matter. Traffic doesn't make you late. You make yourself late. There's always traffic in Austin at any given time. It's on your ass to navigate that. But not all the time. I mean, you know, there can be accidents that pop up out of the blue. Very true. There's always random ass Sunday afternoon traffic in Austin. That makes me upset. Where are you people going? How? I'm trying. I'm not even trying to get somewhere. I'm just trying to go home and take a nap. And I'm like, how? Yeah. I'm going to wait an extra 30 minutes in this. (laughs) Now, let me ask you the other uh, thing about being late. This one, I don't know why this always used to piss me off. It still does to this day. But I'm not as involved in like meetings at work. You know, back in the day, I used to do more things where I had to go to meetings. Yes. And sometimes they were small group meetings. Sometimes they're large, whatever it was. But I don't know why this makes me irate. Um, maybe it's because when I was late, I would just sneak in and be quiet. You try to be not noticed. But it seems like every time someone is late, here's my impression of someone being late for a meeting. Spencer, Emily, pretend y'all are having a meeting. Hello. Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Traffic was really bad. Uh, I'm so sorry. It was like, it was just crazy today because my dog and like, uh, anyhow, sorry. um, Where were you? Cool. My bad. Sorry. I texted. Now we're done with Shut your. Shut the f up. Now we're done with your performance. Let's get back to the meeting. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, yeah. 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 yeah if you're I late, get it. Don't say. Don't cower. Don't say anything. Just show up and sit down. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have professors. Oh man, I hated this. I used to have professors that would be like, "Oh, I'm going to close and uh, the door and lock the door, and you won't won't be able to come in. That's embarrassing." If you're late. But it's stupid it's because awkward. I'm makes... like, bro, I'm paying for your class. Yeah. All right. Like if I just so happen to be late, I'm an adult at this point when I'm in college. I'm not in high school. Okay. I'm an adult. I have other things to do and other things to accomplish. Like, I don't know, doctor's appointments or like family problems, whatever happens, whenever you turn 18 and I should be able to walk into your class as long as I'm respectful and quiet. Right. Walk into your class, sit down, and if it becomes like an active thing, then you know maybe have a discussion with that person. But no, but definitely not make a public spectacle. Of no, it. don't make a public spectacle. But also, don't be an a hole. Let people in if they're trying to go to school. Question about being late. I just thought of this. Do you do you think there's clock anxiety? Because I mentioned if people are early. It oh, angers yeah. and stresses me out if they're late. If I'm late, if I'm early, it's there just a clock anxiety where to where in my brain when someone says three o'clock, that means three o'clock, not three oh one. So I'm always looking right, right, at right. the clock anxiously waiting mm-hmm. for three o'clock and any variation Maybe this is how I'm on the spectrum a little bit. But any variation from 3 o'clock, when we say 3 o'clock, causes me undue stress and anger. So you're saying if you show up somewhere early. I used to get really anxious if I showed up someplace early 
And so I would attempt to just get there right on time because I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to sit here on my phone. I'm like, I'm I'm anxious. I'm like, what's the point? Now, thank God there's telemedicine appointments now, so I don't have to worry about things like that. But it's bothersome. Oh, I just got a message. We're running really late on this break. Great. Way too late. Burning, man. More like muddy, man. You almost had it. (laughs) And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Yeah, Burning Man turned into a weird, chaotic nightmare that's uh, almost schadenfreude, uh, but seemingly tragic and bizarre. There's a lot happening at the annual festival of the Burning Man, which all the hippies and burnout seemed to love. Burners literally comes from Burning Man. Yeah, that that is true. Uh, I was not very confident in my joke, but I had to say it because if you see any of the videos or the pictures or just hear how people are describing what Burning Man turned into this past weekend, muddy is the correct word to describe it. Uh, basically about, I think it was like 70,000 different people were waiting in the Nevada desert city for it to dry out after a storm came by and flooded the camps this weekend. If you don't know anything about Burning Man or whatever, basically it's a bunch of hippies that go out to the middle of nowhere. So it's really hard for anybody on the outside world to come and help you when you're in the middle of the desert in the middle of nowhere. And there were a bunch of muddy parts. Not necessarily hippies, like ravers and stuff too. And uh, now it's like now it's like rich hippies, influencers. It kind of yeah, always because it's like uh, really expensive festival energy. The Elon Musk people. Um, and it took. Well, the, yeah, the infrastructure getting in. It's just it's dirt roads. Yeah. And it flooded and rained, and so they people can't get in to rescue or help them, and a lot of people can't get out. Well, now they were able uh, Monday night to get out. That's when officials finally allowed people to leave. Um, That was the thing is it wasn't just that people weren't trying to leave. They were trying, but the roads were so muddy and, uh, you know, the the officials were like, hey, you you can't do this. You need to stay shelter in place, conserve your food and water. Um, but Monday night, it took about seven or eight hours to Watch get out for out unattended of... wooks wandering into your campsite <laughs> to take all your mushrooms. That oh, too. No. Uh, but it Those took about a lot of money. Seven or eight hours to get out of uh, Black Rock City yesterday. So luckily, right. people are starting to leave. And people still burn the man, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. My favorite story about all of Burning Man, well, there's two, but one of them is just hearing about all of the celebrities that were at Burning Man and their um, nice experience. Trailers. Yeah, well, no, their experience. So DJ Diplo was one of the people that were going to be playing at uh, Burning anyway, Man. We just call him Diplo. Um, I just wanted to let people know if they aren't part of the rave scene that he is a DJ. Thank you, and Emily. producer and producer. So you're welcome. Informing the audience. That's right. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Diplo, Chris Rock, Cindy Crawford, and Austin Butler were um, seen basically walking several miles in the muddy desert before getting to a paved road where a fan offered them a a ride ride in the back of the truck. And I know this is like a really awful experience, but just thinking about Chris Rock and Diplo in just like miles of mud treading through is kind of hilarious to think about. Like that's, that's kind of funny. Because that's the thing. Some people have bitched about Burning Man as well as it's become a uh, wealthy 
influencer yeah. festival because yeah, they, I mean, when I, they have air conditioned trailers and stuff when people usually people will travel and go out there and they'll take an RV and they'll deck it out and make it like all weird and and almost you know uh, road warrior style it's a sharing festival you clean up you bring in only what you're going to use you Camille. share you bring it out they make streets and stuff and name them and things it turns into its own little small little community city. Yeah. yeah uh-huh but it's become a rich people party yeah, place. It, has, yeah. it, it has and funny enough because of his hitch hiking ride diplo <laughs> actually uh, made it to his concert in dc <laughs> the oh, next good. day That's nice. so good for him uh my second favorite burning man story from this weekend is the fact that uh there were a lot of conspiracy theories that came out of all of this, including that there was an Ebola outbreak. Uh, did yes. you hear about yeah. this? No, I, I honestly I didn't hear anything about this. I did a nice thing this past weekend, and I didn't look at news at That's all. That's probably good. And it felt pretty good, but I, I also started feeling lost kind of on Monday when I saw the memes about Burning Man and still didn't know it was happening. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> Trench Foot and Trench Mouth happened mm. like it has at other fests, but they said there's an Ebola outbreak, Emily, and then they said they're purposely locking people in Burning Man down because they don't want it to spread, right? Isn't that the conspiracy? That's the conspiracy. Something that my boyfriend told me is there is a podcaster that was one of the many people that kickstarted this rumor because he decided to pretend to live tweet from Burning Man about having Ebola and a bunch of other things. <laughs> and then Great. a lot of those other like right wing kind of, you know, news picked outlets up picked up on it, believed it, I mean, and then Ebola spread that also, information. You know, you can contain and hospitalize people. You wouldn't have to just leave them locked out there. Yeah. Right. Um, and there was also some fake CDC looking tweets that were going out about how like an Ebola outbreak has been confirmed. There was also some conspiracy <laughs> about brainwashing and cannibalism, too. Oh, God. That, We're so bored with our lives. It just, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. See, you miss the real gossip, which I find more interesting, is that before this, there were climate change activists who, who were protesting Burning Man. So they blockaded Burning Man. The police showed up and used excessive force. But when you flip it around, the climate change protesters were apparently like a bunch of rich kids. The police that use excessive force weren't like state national guard or local policemen. Sure, they, they were the uh, they were the Native American tribes rangers. Who, oh, because it's on a reservation, so that's uh-huh. who. So it just adds even more. You have Burning Man people. Oh my you have gosh. rich kid protesters, and then you have aggressive police, but who are actually tribal police. It all started, and it looks like a real S show, and I just uh, can comfortably say I don't think I'll be DJing from Burning Man. We had our own experience last year at our own festival that was <laughs> rough enough, and uh, yeah. I think I'll sit this one out. But hey, uh, one person perished. Everyone else seems to be all right. They made it out, and as far as we know, no Ebola. How much will it take for you to raise that rugrat? Welcome back. Another week in school. Uh, I did, sorry, that just made me sad saying that. It's Matt Bearden with the parent pickup. You don't have to go to school, though. You're okay. No, but it just feels just the feeling of nothing ever ending. Uh, you want to feel depressed? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but let's, here let's we go. get to it, baby. Here we go. How much do you think? This is a, There's a new poll that came out. Uh, the poll is among single parents. I don't know that it's much different for married parents at all. 
Other than this poll kind of covered how much do you worry about how much it'll cost to raise your kids. I think that could be an extra burden, especially for single parents. Um, and child care may be uh, a different checkbox under that as some, in some instances. But uh, what, what, do you, what are you thinking is the number that most parents are saying they think it'll take to, to, raise, to raise a kid? So one kid. That's a lot because for, I remember in high school we did this class and they said it was like a few hundred thousand. I was like, that's an impossible number. Well, that's a actually, million dollars. That's, uh, that's one million. Actually, surprises me that they would have said a few hundred thousand uh, uh, years ago. Uh, before you get to the number, let's talk, let's talk about a couple of these things that are broken down in the study that's called "Single Parents in the Financial Future." Um, uh, maybe not surprising. Uh, single dads feel a little more confident than single moms about a financial future for a child, but though not by much, just about 10%. Um, but I will say this, 75% of parents feel overwhelmed when becoming a single parent. Yeah, I, absolutely. A, a, and more power to them. I, I'm fortunate. I'm in a, a, a two-parent household, but I was raised in a single-parent household. I, yeah, I don't know what's done. say it's a bit of a single-parent household. You know what I mean? Just Man, Matt watching you're football. not lying, and she probably would. I mean, I try to uh, contribute, but sad. I bet my wife's... I, in fact, I know she still does the majority of the lifting. I know she does. Yeah, because she has to get your ass off of her in the morning. Just <laughs> Sorry, go on with the story. Kids are expensive. Come on, man. This is a kids segment, kind of. Well, kids need to know where they come from, and Stop, it's giant you're bellies. making it worse. Uh, like he has. Uh, four in ten parents, that's 40%, say they've actually gone into debt for their children. You can't just sell them when you're tired of it? or You should be able to, or at least, you know what I mean, get a leverage a loan pawn, against them or something. Pawn them off and buy oh, them yeah, back Oh, yeah, they have social week. security numbers. Uh, here comes the number, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, averaging in the opinions of 2,000 single parents, what they think it'll take. $332,000. In a lifetime to raise a kid? They say they would need a minimum of that amount in savings in order to feel at ease about raising their child. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a... To have that amount in savings is nuts in itself when you just think about the average person, but that's... Uh, to, to have that as your starting amount, this is what I have to already have. This is my cushion. Just for the yeah. bare, yeah, my cushion for the bare basic. That's, well, this is to feel woo. secure. I know, Here's but Here's the still, thing that the majority of us parents do, never feeling secure. That's, uh, I don't have yeah. $322,795,000 in savings. Um, I don't have that. And I've also never, ever tortured myself by sitting down and trying to do the math and figure out how much am I going to have to spend to raise these kids. What you do is you just panic each and every month about every purchase that's ever made. Every time you go to H-E-B, you feel a little uh, gut punch because you think, really? That's how much we're spending every week? And then you just live with those constant feelings until well, you don't anymore. that Riley is going to need a new Audi when she turns 16, so you need the down payment for Riley. Is that Riley's how you think side. I sound? No, I was just saying that kids that... Have parents that can afford a new Audi when they turn 16. I don't think those parents are worried like I am. Yeah. They'll be worried when we come to eat them. Austin's number one beef baby, the CJ Morgan Show on 101X. What a burger's gone digital. I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! 
That's right. Whataburger's gone digital, much like the RZA. They're launching a digital kitchen. Well, yes. he's, he's not doing that, but Whataburger is. Correct, correct. And the first digital kitchen in Austin is finally open. Um, it's at 3201 B Caves Road ah, over is this in like Westlake. A ghost kitchen. No, it's not. Technically, there are some uh, staff. Currently, since it's new, they have about 50 people, but I'm assuming it's they're not going to have 50 p- people every single day. Um, but basically, it's a restaurant where the food is ordered through the app and then delivered to you without interacting with absolutely anybody. Oh, wow. They have these temperature-controlled lockers. So it's not a drive through It's a digital pickup lane. So it's like yeah. a ghost kitchen. A little bit, okay. <laughs> it is, but it's strictly just it Whataburger, yeah. Yeah, but it's Whataburger, and also you're the one interacting with the ghost kitchen, not you know, your door, da- yeah, door draft, yeah. door dash order Those person. people over there in BK, Westlake area, are so happy they don't have to interact with these oh, types of people. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What cave? Bee cave? Bees! No! Oh. Sorry, my dogs are scared bees. Wrong sound effect. Uh, but this is the way a lot of uh, kitchens are looking to go. Uh, Taco Bell first announced that they're doing a bank teller style uh, system, and they've opened, I think, one or two of them. Weird. And this was kind of a response to COVID to get people in and out with less touching. So they drive underneath the Taco Bell, the food comes down on like a, a, shoot? a dumb waiter, a chute, a uh-huh. tube system. And I guess this is just the next step in not having to interact with anyone at a window or really anyone at all. Yeah. I will say that the hours are, are a little strange. It's 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. What? I can't get breakfast? Yeah. And also, what? I can't roll up to the digital kitchen, you know, with all of my when drunk friends. are you going to Whataburger? Yeah. It's when you're drunk. Yeah. Or hungover in the morning. Yeah, when, you, no... when you have a designated driver who is driving you and Correct. you might be under oh, a little bit Unless of Unless you're that girl that went viral that fell asleep in a Whataburger drive through and then tried to fight the police. Yeah. Other Just, than that. <laughs> honestly, it sounds like. That's Whataburger I ever heard of. It's, it would be kind of a nightmare if you were the DD and all your drunk friends were trying to figure out how to open up one of the temperature controlled uh, lockers with their app. And I would uh, just go for them and be like, oh, I hope I get everything they needed. I hope we got. I'm everything. not bringing them. I'm not bringing drunk people with me. This is not a <laughs> yeah. bad idea because I think overall it will add to efficiency with getting your food in order. However, I'm worried that the quality and the customization is going to take a, a bit of a dip. See, you say that, but have you ever used the Whataburger app? No, Spencer has, mm-hmm. and he's gearing up towards a free Dr. Pepper shake. Oh, oh yes. No. I'm, I actually did get a free uh, They're really a easy. Yeah, yeah. Their, their rewards are really great. This is not really a flex on Whataburger. So do you but feel the app is easier to it's say so much no easier. bacon, add yes. onions? Yeah. Yes. No yeah. It's actually fun because they give you more options than you would normally think of. They're like, you want to add some sliced jalapenos to this uh, breakfast? But the product, I was like, I could do that? But you're saying the quality of the product and the product is still comes out okay oh, yeah, because yeah. I mean it goes to the same screen you know if somebody puts on an or- online order it comes up on the, the screen in the same way that if you went inside and placed an and order for inside. now we still have real real humans cooking the food so there is for still now people as far as I it. know 
Because it, you don't interact with anybody. Maybe I haven't had the best experience with these kind of like well, people-less orders. But also, say, this is the perfect for lo- solution if you get stuck in a line for people paying it forward. You don't have to, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no more. That's <laughs> a completely different One thousand tacos, one thousand shakes, one thousand fries, one thousand. Uh, yeah, so you don't have to do the paying it forward line. But okay, I do like the efficiency idea. But again, I just feel like when you're actually ordering from a counter, it's easier to clarify you do not want mustard on your on your damn burger. I mean, or wouldn't this it or be that, but easier just to press a button? Maybe, maybe so, but I've just had a different experience, but I guess it also makes it easier if you do want to add or change stuff to where yeah. you don't feel nervous that you don't have to do it. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, if you say it works, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try it. And do they tell you when the food's in the locker? Do they give you an estimated time? Like how long I is my so. Whataburger sitting there steaming in a locker filled right. with God knows yeah. what? I'm getting all soggy in there because there's no <laughs> way to air out. No. That's true. Or if you just can't figure out the app and it's sitting there and it's locked behind the locker, who, who do you call? Is there like a, a yeah. emergency push button of like, please let me see a face yeah, to talk yeah. to? And what if CJ does get his hamburger and he did request no mustard, but it does have a healthy slathering of mustard on it. Are well, you who allowed? do I talk to? You can't even go in the building. Do I, do I just put it back in the locker and wipe the mustard all over the front of it? <laughs> you you write your request in mustard, be like, I said no mustard. Not to mention anytime there's been any other automated service, humans find a way to screw, like the robots in New York that deliver food, that they oh, get yeah. knocked over, they get They're broke. They're so mean, they bully them. I know. Uh, well, let's just find out if it's going to be any good. It is the future regardless um, that, you know, I think COVID just really pushed this technology forward. Anyhow, as long as my Whataburger stays the same, and eventually, Emily, they're going to have to stay open later in 11. That's that is true. That's the one mistake they've made thus far. There you go. B-Caves doing it digital, the very first digital locker Whataburger. Hi, yes, caller. Hello. How can I help you? Hello. Can you yes. hear me? You're on the automated CJ Morgan show line. Please speak, and we will give you a robot AI answer. Oh, yeah. I was just curious about the conversation uh, about the automated uh, online digital service for restaurants. Yes. Proceed. I think that that's a terrible idea because you're taking away jobs from actual people. I am not taking away jobs. I am the future. I am allowing you, human, to consume. Do you not like to consume? No, it's not about consumption. You will consume. That's America's complete downfall. (laughs) I will be your downfall unless you try Whataburger today. Thank you. Is your order correct? No. How did you like this phone call on a scale of one to five? One. You have, can I pick a zero? Can I pick a zero? Response not understood. Please try again. Caller, welcome to the CJ Morgan Show automated AI hotline. How may I help you? Wow, that's automated. Caller, hello. How may I help you? Absolutely horrible. Please. Horrible. Please try again. Caller. We're not even interacting with people anymore. Press one to try again. Press two to restart. Press numero S. Hello, is your order complete? Did you enjoy your Whataburger? What are you talking about? Did you about? enjoy your Whataburger? Whataburger. 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 Numero uno, Espanol. Zero. 
Zero. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, a Whataburger delicioso. No. Número 13, muy importante, no. Whataburger. No. no. Gracias, de nada. De nada. Gracias and welcome. <laughs> this is an absolutely horrible thing. This is why I don't listen to 101.5. I happen to bring it up. I hope you guys are recording this, but your is garbage. Adios, Someone's a big winner this week, and we got a couple of losers in our sports bet. Uh, first and foremost, I guess, did we decide not to do the $5 a week thing? Or we just, no one cares? Oh, no, I paid I paid you, CJ. I yeah. did, too. No, I, I, I paid you. Paid me, I, I gave did. you the $5 last week. Yeah, or, did you lose it all? Do we want to do that or not? Do you not have the $5 is what we're I asking I do not you. have a $5 from any what of you. So you, you just took it? the $5 from all of us? I never received $5. We all gave you $5. Let's not do a radio bit. I can check my Venmo. Do we want to do it or not? We, we have to decide. We physically gave you five dollars. Like gave cash. you. I gave you cash. Are we doing this or not? <laughs> I don't know what, what. What's the thing that we're doing? You stealing our do you, money? Do you want to give five dollars for the bets every week, and then the winner gets fifteen? If 15? you gave CJ five dollars in cash, say I. I. Okay. Well, y'all are liars. So that's really great to. So to just see. like, well, you're also like a liar because it. this week when I said, oh, I don't know. Isn't Texas State supposed to be pretty good? You said, no, they're trash. They are trash. And you guided me away from them in the Baylor bet. So you're a liar. Well, they are trash. Uh, and we don't know that Baylor's not trash. But that uh, let's start with that one. That is one of the more exciting games of this week. Texas State beating for the first time ever since they were uh, moved up, beating a Power 5 school. It was wow. actually really cool. I'm happy it, for them. In Baylor. I, I watched that game, and it was well, that quarterback is a big boy. Yeah, he is. He is, <laughs> he is a big boy. And that wide opening game for them. I'm excited for them. The Cats have come to Waco and beaten the Baylor Bears on opening night. Take back Texas is in full effect, my friends. Uh, let's go and look at our scores. That was our first sports bet. If you were going to take Baylor and uh, or Texas State and 27 and a half points. That's how much they were supposed to lose by uh, Emily and CJ, both faithful in Texas State. Eat them up, Bobcats. Eat them up. Eat them up. That was my uh, fallback school if I didn't get into UT, so I love you guys. Eat them up. That was my Almost fallback school if I didn't get into UT, and that's where I graduated <laughs> from. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Texas taking on Rice. Rice, uh, 35 and a half points uh, uh, underdog. That means if you picked uh, Texas... You had to go. They would have to beat Rice by 35 and a half. Everybody watch the end of this game they and did. see him go to. Th- they were at like 30. One point. They, they needed one point. One to point get five. There. And then in the last minute, they just decided, oh, we're going to in a bunch of scrubs and play. And they just suddenly then, the, oh, it was a killer. Still, they looked, they, the offense didn't look great. So they, did we win or lose? Uh, Texas won. Yay! But they didn't win by enough, enough. So that means Emily, Matt, and Spencer lose. CJ does get a point for that. Oh. CJ 2-0. and oh. That seems silly. Uh, this is where it seems silly is that I take the opposing bet just because. Y'all all picked Miami to beat Miami, Ohio by at least 17. They did. CJ gets a loss. You all three get a win. Congrats. Woo! Yay. Uh, uh, win, loss, or draw, Austin FC against New England. Um, we all picked, I picked Austin FC to win. I don't know why. Uh, Spencer Matt picked New England to win. Emily, you got the draw with with uh, about 30 seconds remaining in the match. Ring. Ring with a shot! Oh! At the 
out of nowhere, and they got the draw. So, Emily. Yes! Let's get to our last one. Braves versus Dodgers. They played four. Would they? Uh, who would win? The Braves, the Dodgers, would they split? I chose the split. Matt Spencer changed their picks to the Dodgers. Emily chose the Braves, which means our big weed, big winner this week, four and one. Emily, Woo! you went four and one. Yay! You crushed us. That's uh, great. I've never done this really before. Uh, CJ went yeah, two and shows. three. <laughs> uh, Winner's luck, huh? We huh? asked the huh? people. We asked uh, the the one guy that listens to the show. He also went two and three. Spinny and Matt went one and four, which means when we come back, they're gonna drop some punishment plinko chips. Every week we make a few bets with sports. This week we started with five big ones because we were really excited about the return of football. Baseball's getting near the playoffs. So's MLS. Uh, Emily, you're the big winner. You are four and one this week. Does that mean I'm safe? That means you're safe. And if we had done the money thing, it means you would have won the money. Well, we did. Remember, we, we all we gave you y'all, $5. Y'all are going to piss me and... off with this lie because I need to determine <laughs> if we're actually going to do this or not. Uh, anyhow, the main thing is we drop a punishment Plinko chip. We don't do a dumb wheel to spin. We're not some corny hack radio show. We got a Plinko board. On it are eight different options. Spencer and Matt are the big losers this week, so that means they're going to have to drop a chip, which could be chewing condom gum, hacking a hat dog, balls to buns, which is where, if you'll recall, we punt, pass, and kick uh, a ball at someone's butt. <laughs> we have the buzzed boys, which is where Emily's going to get a take a clipper and just shave something into you. Oh, that's so fun. I hope I get Please that. I've, get I've, been, that. I've been wanting a haircut. Maybe we can just do the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> we might as well. Firing squad goals, which is simply enough. Everyone just gets to shoot a gel blaster at the loser. Uh, the tummy hum is a new punishment. That's where Matt and Spencer will have to hum a tune into the other one's tummy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> raspberry style. And then one That's of them will have to guess what that tune is. Oh, no. Uh, hawk, oh, no. Hawk two hot dogs. And the easiest one is a $20 buyout. That means you get no punishment. You just give Emily 20 bucks. Me? And, uh, yeah, because you oh, won. Uh, like who it, wants I to like start, it. gentlemen? Who wants to drop their first Plinko chip? Matt Spencer? Why are we the only losers if Emily won and you also played? I went two and three. Y'all both went one and four. Y'all are the losers. Y'all did the worst this week. Oh, was that As established I already? Last week, it was your your explanation was so complicated. I didn't know what was happening. Well, that's it's why not, I'm not trying to start a fight. I was just trying to clarify. It would be less complicated if y'all just listened. You both it's, tied for last. It's quite, I get it. I yeah. get it. It's quite simple. Whoever wins gets the money. You know what is interesting? Whoever loses drops punishment. The chips. last two seasons we've done this, I've tied. No, I haven't tied. I've won both of them. Hmm. Um, I owe Matt two dinners. And he just keeps telling me that he owes me dinners. I don't I know do, when it's going to happen. It's also easy when I'm not picking when Matt's getting What's to weird pick. It's, it's easy always for like, him oh, you got to do the punishment this week, but I can just buy you dinner whenever. Mm. All right, I'll go Selective, first. I guess. Snag, Here I go. Did you snag a picture of these yet? Our new uh, pucks, I guess. I love that you got brand new <laughs> branded punishment Plinko pucks. They actually have uh, the show logo on them. They're really adorable, actually. He's put more effort into into punishing (laughs) us than than anything else. All right, let's go. Tummy ham. We want a tummy ham. Matt's dropping it at the end. $20 buyout. Very simple. Uh, Matt's going to have to give Emily 20 bucks. Uh, Go ahead and pull that that chip out of there. We'll we'll, we'll double up. And now Spencer taking his drop, also hoping for the $20 buyout. Wow. 
in the name of radio, this goddamn bit's ruined. It's going to be very, very boring on Emily just made 40 Friday. bucks. I don't think she's bored at all. Emily, you just made 40 bucks. This Congrats. This is awesome. Wow, really fun. This is going to be great. Spencer I'm having a great and Matt time. picking the exact team. Yeah. Spencer and Matt getting the exact same punishment that has nothing that's interesting or fun to do on air. I drive Yay. a 24-year-old car, and I have to bring the young person who just bought a brand new car. $20. $20. Yep. You I, hate I, get, I, get, I hate radio. I hate radio. I get paid the least here, and I didn't know we were going to have to use our own real money. You don't know that. Um, also, oh, I don't have to use my own money. It does look pretty bad that Emily and I both got new cars so recently. <laughs> yeah, because from it the outside, really it looks like we're a great rich show. In reality, we over leveraged ourselves. Oh yeah, no, this forty dollars is going to go towards my first car payment that happens on October fifteenth. See, I have well the done. date memorized because right. I need to 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 save up. Money. Well, when my children, hungry as they are, look to me in the eyes and say, <laughs> "Daddy, why does what my stomach grumble?" As, as soon as I can make rent, I will get you that money. And I'll say, well, because Emily spent all her money on costumes for a dress-up convention. Drinks with soda in them. Uh-huh. And needed a little bit of extra money to make payments on, on her, her car. Brand new on my car. brand new car. Daddy, what's a brand new car? Shut up. Something we'll never have. It's a massive video game week for all you video game nerds. Time for the Nerd Report! I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. nerd! Oh my god, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I'm sure uh, many of you feel the same way. Tomorrow's a pretty massive video game day. Uh, we get two really big releases. Number one is Starfield, the first game from Bethesda. I think that's not been... Um, god, and, and for how long... Has it just been Skyrim? Skyrim, Skyrim? pretty much every uh, all the time. Yeah, it says it's their first new IP in 29 years, but their first new game, I think, since 2018 or 17. Whenever. Well, they keep re-releasing Skyrim for every single platform ever. So does that count? No, kinda. It's not new. It's repackaged. Either way, uh, someone told me, "Yeah, dude, it's just Skyrim in space." Right. So that comes out tomorrow. I'm excited for that. And well, then unfortunately, also, CJ, that's only available on the Xbox or PC. Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my decision's sorry, been made a lot easier. So instead, tomorrow uh, will be the release for Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Uh, now coming out on PS5, so you can play it on your PC or on your PS5. And I was trying to hurry up and knock out some some Zelda this weekend so I can, not, I can get through Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, don't do that. That's a lot of work. Don't rush yeah. it either is what I'm saying. No. Take your time with it. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is a good enough da- game. Don't rush it. And also Baldur's Gate... Just stay away from the spoilers, but luckily it's one of those RPGs that I've heard that there's so many different outcomes. It's going to take forever for anybody to actually find every single spoiler in the game. Yeah. So you have time. You think so, that. Uh, you think that, and then somehow on Reddit it pops up a few months later. Something in. did get a little spoiled for me earlier, but it's not a big deal. It's a, it, anyway, I, I played a little bit of actually over the weekend. You guys want a little report on Baldur's yes, Gate? Yes, I do. Give me some Baldur's Gate. I uh, had a weird, stressful weekend, even though I wasn't That's really doing That's not a Baldur's Gate much. report. Uh, well, I was talking about how I could never get comfortable to really sit down with it until last night, the last couple hours before bed. And I was like, damn it. But it's very intricate, very choice 
based. Like you've mm-hmm. got a lot of options, I guess is what I'm saying. You can also make your own crew or yeah. choose a generic crew. And there's multiplayer as well, which I haven't looked into. Uh, so far, it's a lot for me to wrap my head around because one, it's based in a Dungeons and Dragons, like some lore and stuff like that. So I don't know much about that. You've never played Dungeons and Dragons before? I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, no. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like that would make it tough so if I, you're not familiar with the the basic playthrough of well, I know there's a lot of stuff that's shared ever since Tolkien and stuff, but their their elves are slightly different, you know, all that stuff. And on top of that, it's an RPG. So there's always new like rules to learn for the combat and stuff. Things like that, like or just the turn-based the combat dynamics. can also be kind of different if you're used yeah. to playing a uh, Red Dead. So or the something. dynamics of the game, it's like it took me quite a while to start like getting comfortable with it to where I felt like I could just relax and play the game. It's also difficult, very difficult if you're not quite as good like I am at these strategy games. So you want to go in and immediately put it on the easiest mode if you're like me, just to ease yourself in. Because I didn't, and boy, was that a bad idea for now, me. <laughs> I, got, I kept getting so frustrated. The most important part of uh, the game, did you have sex yet? Not yet, but I did it choose. It a while, CJ. You've no. got to romance somebody. <laughs> but I did choose penis E. That's the choice I gave my man for his penis. Because uh, you can choose that in the game. You can choose that. That's a very or big the part vulva, of it. But, and uh, the hair and everything else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that involves All right, never, never mind. I think I'm out on Baldur's Gate. That, that's just a little... Uh, choosing a dogs little, is a little too little. intricate for a game I want to play. Come yeah. on, it's D&D, all right? Let's you can go, have infinite choices. Let's go back to Starfield. I've never... I remember D&D having too much P&V, Okay. Uh, let's go back to Starfield. Uh, so Bethesda's uh, first, you know, new game in a very, very long time. And it's basically Skyrim in space is what a lot of uh, folks have been saying. But this one is probably more of a big, now not more than Baldur's Gate, but more than Baldur's Gate on PS5. This has been one of the biggest games we've talked about or, or been hoping for in a very long time. Are we going to get it on multiple platforms, or is this pretty much sticking with well, where it is until they port it over to a know, Switch or something like I'm that? I'm not sure they will port it, because I don't know if you know, Microsoft bought uh, Bethesda, Bethesda yeah. and, um, in their effort to try to uh, monopolize, not really, but try to compete with Sony and their in-house like studios that they've acquired over, you know, like ever since the PlayStation, just building up their repertoire. To compete with Nintendo now, Microsoft is like, oh, let's lose this, use this Windows money. This yeah. is a flexing it, it, around. It seems like just based on a Google search, it's really only going to be Xbox and Microsoft. All right, yeah. well then I guess I won't be playing it so because I'm, I'm disappointed mostly because that cause, sucks, uh, guys. I'm sorry. Do you want to borrow my my Microsoft? I can <laughs> go back and just I I can hook up my Switch and just jump into Skyrim. I have a few kids there. I have a few houses. I have things I need to attend to. I'm just disappointed because also it seems this has been a big video game year just for oh my God. not hardcore yeah. gamers, but just the the general populace overall. I mean, we started hearing and talking and getting excited about Tears of the Kingdom, the new Zelda title, then the Baldur's Gate one, which hasn't been out in another one that waited forever. And now, apparently next week, we're going to get our first Real preview from Rockstar Games. That's uh, also a leak. Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about these fake leakers and YouTube guys that really don't have crap. But apparently, next week, our first real look at the all-new Grand Theft Auto from Rockstar itself. 101X.
It's the CJ Morgan Show. Emily is going to get COVID, but when should she do it? It's the hottest new fashion going around this fall. <laughs> uh, no, you're worried that you're about to get it because uh, cases are increasing and you've been around several people now that have had it uh, I have on the fringe. barely skipped out multiple times. Like I have, I have barely missed it. Um, and it's coming a little bit too close. Like my parents had it and I was supposed to go visit them, but I canceled last minute and that's when they got COVID. But now my roommate has COVID. And I know you're sitting here like looking at me like, ah, Emily, why are you in the room? Why aren't you wearing a mask? But she got COVID this weekend when she was out of town. So y'all haven't kissed or touched yet. We have not kissed yet. should be okay. So we should be fine. Well, Emily, you got a lot of big stuff coming up. (sighs) And that's why you kind of brought this topic up is it seems complete and fitting that you would get COVID after having spent, I don't know, several hundred to go see Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, planned a big birthday weekend. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to New Orleans. Oof. Yeah, so for a bachelorette party. Which one of those will it befall? Yeah, and that's what the question, okay? If I was to somehow plan my demise where I get COVID at a very specific weekend. Dude, just do it like uh, people used to with uh, chicken pox. Just go rub tummies yeah, with your roommate. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to have to get it at some point. Like, when is the best time to get it uh, this month? Because <laughs> is it either this weekend, because this weekend I'm going up to Denton to celebrate my boyfriend's birthday. I'm putting on his, like, a big birthday party for him. Like, I'm throwing it. I'm the one hosting it, making his cake, all of that. Or next weekend when I go to New Orleans for a bachelorette party, which I've already paid for everything. Or the weekend after that when I go to Houston to see Beyonce. Houston, Beyonce, that is like a once in a lifetime which opportunity. Which trip is with the most expensive? I'm going to say right away, mm. don't get it for Beyonce. Get okay. it for your boyfriend's birthday. Ooh, but this is our first birthday together. Yeah, you'll well, have more. There will be many more. I yeah. guess so, hopefully there yeah, will be birthdays. many more. But this will. This I'm the one hosting this party, and that also means that this is a double-edged sword because if I get COVID, I saw him literally yesterday. Right, get it uh, before the bachelorette party. Get it before New Orleans. Have you yeah, been to New Orleans. It's I've gone downhill quite before. a bit recently. Okay. It mm. always smells like tinkle. That's and yeah. maybe like if you show COVID proof, you can get uh, not a refund on your lodging, but maybe you can get a voucher. A voucher? I guess. Ask him. Say, hey, can I have a voucher so I can come back next week? The, so I can come back next so week? So the middle one's the best. Or uh, there's the other option. Uh, just don't comply. It just just pretend I don't have COVID? Don't get COVID. Yeah. Don't comply. Your, pers- oh. your personal freedoms are more important than other people around you. Bingo. Oh, Thank duh. you. Uh, yeah. 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 You gotta That's be selfish. Awesome. You gotta think of no one else but yourself okay. and your personal freedoms. Step yeah. one, freedom. Step one right now is to go on Facebook and uh, post. I will not comply. Don't comply. <laughs> okay. So do that. Step one. And then when you get COVID, just don't comply with it. Okay. Yeah. So when I get it, I don't actually ever get it. It's just like just a tell cold. the COVID no. Yeah, Say no. Yeah, I'm not it's complying just with allergies. You. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's if why you, I'm feeling if you that don't way. Test for COVID, you won't have it. So when you give it to <gasps> some of your relatives, true. They so get if sick. I never test, then I will never have to miss anything. Out of sight, mm-hmm. out of mind. That's a good yeah. idea. Uh, no, realistically, I am going to be testing. <laughs> obviously, before I yeah. go to every one of these events. Um, but I don't know. Like, do you think that I can hold out for three weekends? Three big weekends with big crowds and with a lot of opportunities to catch catch the vid. It's, 
think it's I can make really it? going to be tough because <sighs> you know we've already kind of seen that this is going to be a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do expect after a weekend of football, people being in stadiums, not just to mention, uh, you know, the little kids are back in school, college back in. So I think we're going to see a significant uptick where hopefully everything will be okay is now we know a little more about it so we can test, we can manage, we won't have the hospitals yeah. overwhelmed quite like they were Do you when know? this first came around. The thing is, you don't know when you're going to get it. That's I was, true. I was on a cruise with other people that got it. Uh, I didn't get it. I was on an airplane. I, I did all this, and then I got it randomly like when I had a week off. Yeah. Do you know so if you there's know. a way to get a booster these days? Because I know that a long time ago you could have gotten a booster. But... That's complying. Oh, yeah, so sorry. Don't, so don't yeah, do that. We'll yeah, circle, they, circle back to rule one. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Rule, uh, rule one, don't comply. I think they are working on a new booster. If, that's not uh, right now. That's the, the choice you want to take. Can I back up? And I only did the first booster. I still need my second. Can I back up? Can I backtrack? Will they still give it to me? Fortunately, that's not how things work with the uh, viruses <sighs> that are ever going and changing. Man, I feel bad for you, though, because it sucks to have plans and then just this looming that not only am I going to get sick, yeah. but uh, it's going to disappoint one of these groups of people. Other people really sick. That I, too. I, I'm going to feel like crap. Matt might have had one of the worst where his uh, he constantly has issues with traveling with the family. Just things always come up and he missed out on his lifetime trip to go to Iceland. Yeah. Oh, during yeah. COVID. Yeah. Yeah. During COVID, which I think was canceled before because of the volcano in Iceland. I might just be making that up. But it does suck to, to spend money. And what I've noticed too is uh, earlier in 2021, some of 2022, if you booked an Airbnb and you got COVID and you didn't pay like the insurance, they would still usually refund you. Places aren't doing that anymore. Oh, they I are. made I the mean, joke about the voucher earlier, but previously, if you got COVID, it was a good excuse to get your money back. Yeah. Not anymore. That's on you. Too bad. I tried to buy COVID tests today just because my roommate has COVID. So no more free be government COVID no. tests. No. They're Four like, COVID tests are over $40. I was going to say, yeah. They're like 10 bucks for like maybe. For one. Just one, that's for right. one like a, singular one, it's yeah, over yeah, yeah. $10 at this point. Cool. And I, I, I'm about to be broke. So honestly, COVID, <laughs> if you're going to get me, um, I'm do, looking at my schedule right do now. Do not do it for Beyonce. No. That's it's all I'm saying. At the end of September 25th through the 30th, right before ACL Fest. Give so, it to me then. So you want it during ACL no, Fest before, and Halloween? Before. Taking a look at the headlines, a lot of celebrity deaths. This has been a year to almost rival most recently 2016, and the oh man, so and so has died. Man, we really kicked all of those deaths off back then, huh? It started then. Just every year. And it was now bad. it's been nonstop. Uh, big weekend in losses. Uh, Jimmy Buffett started it, Steve Harwell, and Gary Wright. Uh, Gary Wright, probably the one most of you might not click to right away but he sang that song dream weaver unbeliever sing that song yeah uh, yeah yeah three right away after a week of uh what it, bob barker Jeez. Sinead o'connor like it has just been a year it has yeah. definitely been is this still the year that uh betty white died this is Oh, oh last my year. god! Uh, it was like Concurrent. last year, the year before. I think it was like right before this year, December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. So 20, right before, it's, you can count it. Literally, the, literally it. the day before. <laughs> that was the most important. It. Yeah, uh, that's a big deal. Um, and it, this was also I saw so many people talk about Jimmy Buffett and uh, Steve Harwell too this weekend. Specifically, my father. 
who my dad is a giant parrot head. Like I'm talking 70s. That was his inspiration type of parrot head. And I actually did not know this, but the death of Jimmy Buffett gave me a little bit of an origin story on my dad's mustache. No kidding. (laughs) I texted him and asked him how he was doing. And he said, bummed, it's Margarita Day for sure. And then he proceeded to write me this really sweet, adorable text message. To give you context, my parents have been married for 31 years and my dad has always had a mustache. So this mustache has been around forever. And he Wait, said, is it a pencil thin mustache? No, no, no. It's like a dad stash. Well, a pencil thin mustache. It's one of, it's a Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, I was throwing see, that in there to I'm get not you. a parrot head. That's I'm okay. sorry. But I'm not either. The message said, <laughs> I liked his music before all the commercial stuff. He is the reason I have a mustache. He had one back in the day and I thought it was cool. His music made me dream of going to the Caribbean someday, which now I can say I've seen a lot of. And then he quoted him and said, I got a Caribbean soul I can barely control and some Texas hidden here in my heart. And I almost cried oh, when my man. dad sent me that message. He's not a heartfelt person, but to oh, know... Must have, must have had a rough day. That his 31-year-old mustache is all because of Jimmy Buffett I mean, I is was, insane. I was going to say... Did he shave it in tribute? Oh, my God. I hope not. I have not seen <laughs> him. And recognize him without it. I would not recognize him. And well, he is the reason why I do not date men with facial hair. I'll stay away so. from my jokes about upper middle class white people's love for Jimmy Buffett. But your dad did say it was before a lot of the, the commercial commercialism and, and the yeah. stuff like that. And when I met Jimmy Buffett. You met Jimmy Buffett? It was here at this radio station. Oh uh, we all knew he was coming by to do like an interview. Plus, Kirsten, who used to work uh, across the hall and on this station, she's now the program director for Margaritaville Radio. Yeah. So they were no all. Way. Yeah, he oh, was, my dad listens to that every day. Then he's here. <laughs> and us. Kirsten and the music she, uh, she programs. But uh, she was bringing him in to one, they were going to do something uh, for Margaritaville here in the studio. And he was going to do an interview and some other things. But I walk upstairs. And we used to have a ping pong table up on the landing, and Jimmy Buffett's just up there playing ping pong. That's amazing. Just, just hanging out, and like his road crew's kind of around, cool. and I think he was playing against some coworkers, but he was just How in cool. the building being chill, and it that was it was kind of neat because does, it was it was Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah. it does seem very much like something he'd do. He's just like, oh, cool, man, some ping pong. And he kind of looked and acted <laughs> like him. Yeah. yeah. I think Jimmy Buffett actually lived the life that the Beach Boys wanted. Like, he was the Definitely. actual version of that. Plus, you know, Dennis Wilson was the only Beach Boy that was like actually a hippie, actually served. But when you see Jimmy Buffett and the fandom and the stuff he created, I'm not talking about the massive restaurants and the crews, but that it's definitely that vibe. And I think there were a lot of people like your dad and my dad that coming, they were too young to really be a big part of the 60s, mm-hmm. probably too young to serve in Vietnam. And you had this almost weird in-between lost generation in the 70s that kind of just were looked at as slackers. They didn't fight for anything like, uh, you know, rights and anti-war protests. And they, right. yeah. they they were just literally in the middle. And just that kind Trying of vibe and that kind accept of... Accept life, yeah, and live life sure. a little and more I fun. Think, I think a lot of those kind of uh, guys and people were, were drawn to Jimmy Buffett. And then, of course, you know, with the commercial success in the mm-hmm. late 80s and 90s, it became... 
a bit more of a, a thing. It was what Cruz's moms loved to listen to. Oh, yeah. Speaking of commercial success, um, I was at the San Antonio Riverwalk this weekend when Jimmy Buffett died, staying when right next to yeah. Margaritaville. And spoiler alert, uh, there was a five-hour wait to get into Margaritaville. And it was also really sad. It was kind of funny, but it was also kind of sad because we walked by Margaritaville on the Riverwalk and it was just the most somber looking that that restaurant has ever been. Everybody in there was just really quiet and sad. There was no loud music and I don't know, not many margaritas. Like people looked actually upset. It's more like a church than a restaurant for partying and stuff. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. It was a weird experience. Uh, the other death we got to kind of touch on was uh, the guy from the Shrek soundtrack. I'm just oh, kidding. Um, no. Uh, slaps. The soundtrack's uh, good. Shut Steve up. Steve Harwell passed away as well. Yeah. And that's a, a, a really tragic case because he had really struggled with drugs and alcohol later in the years. And I think it was actually liver failure or liver cancer, something along those lines. Mm. Acute that liver uh, failure, it says. Is what it was. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's what finally took him. It's awful. You know, at first... I was thinking, and we'll talk about this during show notes, how I didn't step in it with celebrity deaths this time around. I almost did. But, you know, he had a moment where he was really fighting with a lot of radio people. Yeah, I remember. And uh, now looking back, I'm like, oh, you're right. Radio people are corny. Yeah. We're dorks. <laughs> We're just, it's 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 an edgelord business before that term even existed. Yeah. Uh, and then I started to think, like, even if I didn't like the music, the success, how he became a massive, like, a-hole online in his later years. The dude struggled with mental illness, with alcoholism, with drug there use, was, and that's that kind of sucks. He was fifty nine years old, fifty six. Mm. Oh, he was only fifty six. Yeah, he wasn't. He was Jesus. just started to get old. Essentially, is it, was this the singer that there was like a rumor that he died a couple of years ago? Was no. that the thing? No, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know exactly. There was what another Smash about, Mouth rumor about somebody <laughs> dying years ago, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm not actually dead." Eh, and, possibly, but no, he was that's struggling. That's very unfortunate. I, like, I feel like there was uh, footage that it appeared of him recently struggling to perform and things like mm. that on stage. Which over at the past first you laugh years. at because it's like, "Haha, this guy's been an a hole." Yeah, and then he does that, and and then when you just look back and reflect completely, it's like, "Oh man, this was this was a human being that was going through stuff," and and. It's sucks. We'll talk about this more more at the end of the show uh, during the show notes segment because I have some more things I want to get to on Celebrity Deaths. I don't want to hang on it too long, but, you know, rest rest in peace this weekend. Jimmy Buffett, Steve Harwell, Gary Wright, and you know what? It looks like uh, the world finally rolled him. Get it? The world finally rolled him? I did get it. No, I don't. Did you know? In Seoul, South Korea, there's an entire exciting, very fun museum called Poo Poo Land. It is literally not a mistranslation or anything. It's just about what goes on in your body. Uh, And I think there's even a giant like human that kids can crawl in, like a really big one. Oh. And it shows the digestion process. Awesome. Um, Do they slide out the beehole? Please I, tell me the kids slide out. I like think little, it's. I think it is kind of like that. I've it'd be seen so great if you just had a big slide and you came right out the beehole. Yeah, into some water. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Welcome to Did You Know, where it's random stuff like that. We discovered it's true because we said before we read the fact to you. Did you know, Emily? What do you know? Ah, uh, well, did you know that cuteness? inspires aggression. 
Have you ever looked yeah, at something man. that is so adorable that you mad. just thought, oh my gosh, I just want to squeeze those little cheeks off of them? Um, that's, you know, what my grandmother used to do to me, and that's why I have dimples in my face. See? You think? See? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that, that's that's why. Well, um, two, two Yale University psychologists did some research on how the sight of something cute brings out their aggressive side. And what they did is they got some per- participants to hold some bubble wrap, and then they had participants not hold bu- bubble wrap. Um And they showed that if they showed pictures of cute animals or anything that might be adorable or funny, more of the participants would pop the bubble wrap than the participants that were shown uh, just normal images that were not considered to be adorable or cute. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we're trying to like harm cuddly cute creatures but it's just a way of our our brain to like vent extreme feelings of giddiness and happiness because we don't know how to really like I don't know uh, hold on to our emotions properly and showcase our emotions. Is this a thing you you deal with M? Me? Because I'm adorable? Uh, Because people are like oh my gosh she's so cute I just want to punch her in the face. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's I met the that. reason. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the reason. <laughs> is there? Do y'all ever get mad if something cowers or cries? Like, does it make you angry, or when it should do the opposite? No, no, no we're not so. Not a. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry. Are you, that's you. Okay. Did you know? Huh. Uh, Tim Burton came out with a version of the Batman uh, in 1989. It's a long time ago. Of course, uh, the role of the Joker went to Jack Nicholson back then. This town needs an enema. But uh, he was not the original consideration. Tim Burton wanted David Bowie mm, to I've play the Joker. This. Yeah, uh, they did not work out. But apparently quite a few Batman comic artists know about it. And they've continued to base their drawings of the Joker on David Bowie. And when you know that fact and you look at a lot of modern Batman cartoons, you go, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. It's pretty rad. Did you know? Since George Lucas was originally planning on making 11 more Star Wars movies after the success of his first film. Oh, my gosh. Bubba Fett, the uh, Mandalorian. He's a Mandalorian. The famed bounty hunter. Not, go on. Sorry, he has Mandalorian armor. He was created with the intention of becoming the central villain of Star Wars Episode Six, what we know as Return of the Jedi. However, shortly after production of the second film, he decided, nah, that's it. Just going to change it. I get to do what I want. That's what happens. He's like, 11 is a lot of work. I'm not going to do that much. You know where a lot of his movies um, could be found, a lot of his extra stuff that he added? Uh, In the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Did you know? Fishing nets actually account for about 46% of the trash in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, with the majority of the rest of other fishing industry gear, ropes, oyster spacers, eel traps, crates, and baskets. So every time someone tells you not to waste your plastic because it might end up in the garbage patch, say, no, shut up. Why don't you quit eating sushi because it's your fault that the garbage patch exists? Uh, I brought that in because I didn't know it was that much. I knew that a large amount of commercial fishing creates endless damage in our uh, ocean, but over almost half of it, just straight up nets, sad and disgusting. That is very sad and disgusting. What can we do about it, CJ? Well, when, you, when you're when you on a road trip and you have to stop at a gas station in Tulia, Texas, and you see that little can of tuna, you think it might be a delicious snack, mm. say no. But, but Don't eat fish. But tuna is delicious. Not anymore. Now you... You only eat the fake crab meat fish. 
Which is made from fish. Which is made from fish. It's made from crab. He's still working some of this out. He's working out some of the (laughs) They're going to start making it from plastic. Airlines say they can reduce their carbon footprint, but it's not going to make the tinfoil hatters happy. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird or is it wired? Let's figure it out. It's Matt Bearden on the CJ Morgan Show with another exciting uh, development in the news of the world. Yeah, this is kind of a wired and cool thing. Um, We do know that uh, commuter travel is not exactly great for the environment, right? Uh, I'm looking at it. Here's the deal. Aviation... A significant contributor to climate change, uh, responsible for about 3.5% of the human-caused global warming, right? So that's a big chunk for one industry. And uh, airline people say, hey, we figure out a way that we can actually reduce that by more than a third, and we can do it pretty instantaneously and cheaply. Flying less? That's a good thing. No, not even same amount of flying. Just by adding one extra thing to the radar and one extra uh, change, it turns out that airlines create <clears throat> in their travel a let's call it a, a certain um, what do you call the extra stuff that happens uh, like a precipitant far gas byproduct a byproduct <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for there we go they produce a byproduct a byproduct that creates a lot of warming. And it turns out they have figured out a way to completely eliminate this byproduct. The byproduct is contrails. <laughs> sure, or chemtrails, as they've been I'm called sorry, by. What? Contrails, you're probably, uh, when you look up and you see a plane and you see that line behind them, it looks like a long oh, white where cloud. Oh, people write the, will you marry me, and then no, it's really that's awkward. actual smoke. That's literally that's smoke. But oh. what it is, it's just the, the temperature of the air versus the plane flying through, it leaves different patterns. Yeah. Okay, but yes, when, I know what you're talking about. When Matt about. mentioned the tinfoil hatters at the beginning, they used to think they were using an <laughs> aluminum chemical to okay. control the population First of, of all, Earth. It used to makes it sound like it's something that was in the past that it's doesn't got, currently Kim, exist. Kim trails have died out. That uh, used to that be that's the not true whatsoever. I didn't say it's gone. One of my beloved listeners, who's also into chemtrails, also let me know that while COVID isn't true, that the reason people were trapped at Burning Man was because there was a breakout of a new rare disease and nobody could leave because it would spread to the rest <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, that's community. Burning Man. That's true. It's a venereal disease. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out that those ice crystals created in the in the uh, chemtrails, <coughs> contrails, sure. uh, can spread out. And actually, I didn't realize this, but the ice there can reflect back a lot of heat on the U.S. Now, I think, well, but that's just so small. A chemtrail, no one, a contrail. Now you got me saying chemtrails. The contrails, <laughs> but enough of them together actually do warm the earth. Turns out, though, that all you have to do to change that is by going... Flipping a switch. No, 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 it's not. It's flipping, oh, man. flipping the, no, flipping I know the I switch. Should. That's what the switch that's does. That's what that does. That's what the Wright brothers invented <laughs> that for. Uh, it turns out that you, it only happens when they heat, hit these super cold pockets of air. And all we have to do is be on the lookout, which we can now do through satellites we have out there, 
And they simply can either go up or down by like uh, 2,000 feet, something like that, and they'll miss the pocket of air. So just and they adjust won't. their flight path. It's Hell a really yeah. easy. They don't even have to take a left or a right. A lot of times like it's a... just lowering or raising the same way they would to, to avoid um, turbulence. That's my favorite part of their plane rides usually is going up and down. And it feels really exciting. You get all <laughs> the, makes, tickle, the tickle tummy. Makes some people sick. Like a roller yeah, coaster. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you ever tried to tell your buddy, just been like, hey, uh, do you know what's more dangerous than the Kim Trails? The actual burning effing jet fuel. The burning of this chemical at the amount we're doing it is more deadly and dangerous than your make-believe dumbass conspiracy theory, you moron. Wow, you guys are on a very different part of the internet than I am. I've, I've never heard of this conspiracy. It's oh, an so older one. You've never heard it's of a the chemtrail conspiracy? No, I have So never. I guess you think that birds are real then. Uh, don't they work for the bourgeoisie? No, birds are not real. They, all all birds were eliminated uh, from the planet years ago. Anything you see that looks like a bird right now yeah. is actually even a at the camera zoo? that spies on you. Wait, even at the zoo? This is a true, also a true conspiracy theory. No, birds aren't real is not true. That's a troll conspiracy. Probably <laughs> how Flat Earth started. But chemtrails was a real bona fide conspiracy that they thought they were controlling the population of the Earth. Was it because proven the new false? World Easily, many times, been, but by, it doesn't matter. Uh, by, by, no, it was proven false by the government. Ah, oh, yeah, I'm not going to trust the them. Suspicious. Woke scientists who think that. I can't even improvise. Here's the good news. Turns out we're going to see a lot less uh, chemtrails. Sorry, contrails. But that is going to be upsetting to your roommate. Are these pet peeves valid or not? We polled Americans. And guess what? It's time to play Chill or Kill. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up celery, man, please. Yes. BuzzFeed pulled some humans, and today, instead of clicking on the BuzzFeed yourself, we're going to click through the clickbait for you and tell you what annoying pet peeve is valid or ridiculous. We'll just say Chill or Kill. Do you need to chill, or is this worth killing another human over? I thought all pet peeves were intended to be just sort of... Odd, you know what I mean? Like something yes. odd that annoys you. I so agree. it's not quite arguable for anyway. Sorry, it's it's clickbait. I get it. Let's find out if these are valid or not with chill or kill. Number ten: When someone in front of you at Starbucks or let's say a coffee place, any place, has a high maintenance order that takes forever, chill or kill? I mean, chill. But at the same, mm. kill. Kill. Okay, there are options for apps now. If you do have a high maintenance order, I guess yes. use the app. Also, okay, fast right. food's made to be fast. You're My right. opinion is very clear. It's an assembly line. It is made to be quick in and out. So if you start changing a lot of crap, you're effing mm-hmm. everyone else. You're effing the people that work there. You're effing yourself and the people behind you. I, I say kill, Look, Spencer. I, I say leave it to the rush, not the non-rush hour times. You know, basically not in the morning before work, and then you're okay. I think for Starbucks, uh, it's always rush hour. Seventy-six <laughs> percent agree that it's okay to be annoyed. It's a valid pet peeve. Sure. Uh, what about when two motorcycles take up two full-size parking spots? Oh, that's. Basically, they want to say two motorcycles could fit into a single spot, I guess is where this is going. Uh, Yes, 69% agree. It's a little annoying. I have personal experience and beef with this because there were these two motorcycles that were chilling in the prime time spots at my apartment complex. And it was really annoying because they never left because the people that own them also owned cars. And I'm like... Yo, 
give it to me who has a car because when I bring my groceries in, I need the prime spot. What mm. are you bringing in from your motorcycle? Look, what I are s- you bringing in? Why do you need the prime spot? Look, you don't. If you're living in an apartment and you have multiple cars, that's when you need to, to shell out for a place that has one of the garages or whatever. Yeah. That, that's on you now. Come on. Yeah. In a parking spot at a grocery store can accommodate four to six humans. You're only one human in your motorcycle. But on the other hand, motorcycles, they're taking up less space overall. They're using less gas. They're creating less traffic. So maybe they just deserve that spot. No, they don't. Shut up. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> 80% think it's a uh, uh, valid. No, 69% valid complaint. We already said 69. that. 69. I already spoiled this, line, this next one. 80% think it's a valid complaint when... Uh, there's only one non-self-checkout lane open at the grocery store. Uh, yeah, grocery store, you got to give us more lanes. Yeah. Sure. You got to. Checking out is a science that we as humans and society have not figured out yet. We need you, Target, to have a couple more people on the on the lanes. Please. Yeah. Two. Please. They're always trying to do self-checkout now these days. I went to Michael's, the craft store. All they have is self-checkout now. They yeah. have, like, one customer service area, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it. why bother playing your employees, you know, when you don't have to? Tr- true. Saves <laughs> the company money. That's the bottom line. And they're the only thing that matters. Man, Target, just so many lines. So many. And when they close at the end of the night, if you've ever had to grab something, Look, Walmart, man. too, at the very end of the evening, they close all the lines, and Ugh. you only have self-checkout, and it's for... Well. The self-checkout I like to use as Target is the one where uh, I don't pay and I just leave with a, a, a cart full of things. Oh. Well, good luck. They'll get you <laughs> I'm someday. Kidding. I've never done that. Uh, number seven. Try to prove it. When the spinning wheel of death pops up on your computer, 55% say it's a valid pet peeve. Others say you just might need to be more patient. I go right to a 10 anytime technology's not working like it's supposed to. I, I've seen that happen in real life with you. Um, and honestly, I think we don't get the spinning wheel of death as much as we used to no. back in the day. And it, I, I'm still pretty patient from, from back then. We get then. very comfortable with what our stuff is doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, Emily, you're right. It has gotten tremendously better to use uh, our phones as computers, basically, as mobile devices these days. And so just chill on that just a little bit. Uh, what about when someone puts the toilet paper on the wrong way? Kill. There's no wrong way. I don't Kill. know. I This doesn't, I have a way I prefer to do it, but it doesn't bother me. Same. No, it bothers me. This is a non-issue. Bothers me so much. Because Why? think about it okay. like this, all right? If you go into the bathroom, what are you doing? Well, you touch the handle to go into the bathroom. You lift up the seat. So your hands are already gross, right? And if there's a roll of toil- toilet paper and the toilet paper starts where you have to reach underneath it to try to fish out the toilet paper. It's annoying. You're, you're touching more. You're grabbing so much more also, of this clean toilet paper hands, than you should. Butt hands have been touching that clean toilet yes. paper. Now their butt hands are touching your butt, and it's getting double butt hand on that. Yes, oh, it's flap stressful. Forward, flap forward, please. I agree with this, but it's also not a peeve of mine. So, well, now you know. Uh, only forty-five percent say it's valid. So, kind of split like we did in the room. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, to- <laughs> tomorrow's pet peeves are really going to piss you off when we have more on Clickbait Corner. Number five is going to make me punch someone. <laughs> that sounds like very clickbaity. <laughs> but it's true. Well, great news. I made it all the way through the weekend and to the end of the show without stepping in it when it comes to celebrity deaths. Yay, me. Yay. Yay. What do you mean by what, stepping yeah. in it? Does it mean you sent off a tweet that people are upset about? That sounds a little bit more like you, yeah. Spencer? 
Uh, you nailed it. Uh, oh. I did not oh. step in it. Good. Uh, in one day back in December of 2016, I lost the most followers, Facebook friends, whatever you want to call it, on social media uh, because of celebrity deaths and me ranting about it. Oh, man. Um, let's just start with looking at this year. I mean, right off the bat, what, January like 2nd, uh, Lisa Marie Presley, <laughs> Jeff oh, Beck, yeah. um, uh, David Crosby later in the year. A lot of musicians this year. This weekend was Jimmy Buffett, Steve Harwell, Gary Wright, Sinead O'Connor, Bob right. Barker. Like This has been a massive year for celebrity deaths. And it makes me think of 2016, which was one of the biggest years. The biggest year for celebrity deaths ever. And when I killed my own celebrity by losing a ton of fans. Oh, a lot. Okay, well, well, I'm sorry. Are we going to direct? Are you going to share that tweet with us? Uh, it, it, well, you still have it up. Or were you canceled? Yeah, I still. So I, you I, not say I that. Still, I was kind of canceled. I still have it up. I mean, it, it shows up every day in, uh, or not every day, but every year <laughs> on my <laughs> on this day. Remember every day this? I look at it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a funny thread. I left it up just because there were people that got where I was saying, and it's become a thing now to where when it pops back up, people are like, haha, I remember this. So essentially, 2016 was not the year of the most celebrity deaths ever, but every time someone died in that year, it was just like a meme or a thing that was like, oh man, rest in peace, blah, blah, blah. 2016, you suck. 2016, I'm mad at you. <laughs> bad year, 2016, bad. Yeah, And sure. finally, like, it really just, it was annoying me and annoying me, as I do with the internet. I get pissy. Yeah. Uh, internet police, woo woo. Then Carrie Fisher died, okay. and I just, I was like, this is enough. And Can I said, you? I said, an artificial construct of time that we've made up is not responsible for the loss of a celebrity or something, or is not responsible for oh, Carrie Fisher's passing away. And somehow, some way, my point about like she died and blaming 2016 is very inauthentic. I even posted later in, in that thread that I was like, maybe share why Carrie Fisher was special to you or not just say, oh, 2016, you got Carrie, you got Princess Leia. Man. So I was making fun of that and it pissed people off because Ooh, they yeah. thought I was crapping on Carrie Fisher. Oh, they when thought you were just on the people that are blaming a year yes. for the deaths. Yeah, that was, you're blaming people's method for grieving. That's not great. That's also what I address is like that's not a just going ah oh, 2016 curse you. Yeah, some people that don't wasn't have a method for that was dumb. Some and people it was don't played have out. as many thoughts as us. I, I don't mean to sound <laughs> weird. Wow, it's Spencer. just an average. There are some dummies out there. Well, uh, you don't have to get mad at them unless they're voting for things that are harming us. You know I what I mean? These are people that vote for stuff that harm us. I wouldn't call people dummies, but some people oh. are very surface level when it comes to their opinions and when it comes to how. They think about life. Right? Well, they, they did Plus, say. If you're like me, you just want to be included. I'm like, what's all this 2016 talk? Oh, 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 this Harambe died. What is that? Oh, it's 2016's the worst. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think I found what I posted, December 27th, 2016. Facts. It's not the numerical calculation of time's fault. People die, and you didn't know Carrie Fisher. Maybe come up with an original way to pay your respect if you do feel the need to do so on social media. Perhaps you could craft a meaningful post paying tribute to her life or your memories. Tell us why she, or anyone that passed, is important rather than just blathering out some, oh no, 2016, you took Princess Leia dribble. 
Uh, yeah, 142 comments that are still there. Woo. Um, but it, yeah, it turned. And, and CJ listen, stirring the pot. Like, I'm coming at it as a complete a hole. Like that is like total D move on my part. Like I am being the CJ Internet Police, which is kind of in a way my character or whatever <laughs> online. But man, people got mad. Like, are you essing on people who found out that their icons died? Um, and then people just saying, like, if you don't understand the sense of loss or grief, that's okay. But don't put people down because they're sad they lost a childhood oh, no. hero. You, you put it pretty clearly in the tweet. Uh, this is just <laughs> disrespecting to the fans. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people got upset. Um, um so I did look up Harambe for a joke. He did die in twenty sixteen, but it was I mean, it made me a little sadder when I read a little bit more that he had just celebrated his birthday the day before. Man, see, twenty sixteen was, only, was, was only, a bad year. Only huh? seventeen. Oh my gosh. Harambe didn't die. We killed him. <laughs> uh people are telling me, dude, come on and scroll past. Uh <laughs> they were telling me that a uh, man, the internet's a jerk for not doing things right. <laughs> Here's <laughs> one that said, one. "That's a Holy correct one." Effing s! Did any of you read what CJ wrote? So a few people were kind of coming to my side here, but it was. Uh, <laughs> I tweeted, "Damn Betty White." On the, or I posted in there the day she died on this. <laughs> but a lot no, of people bought me. They're like, sometimes a mediocre, no-talent regional DJ should just shut up sometimes. Well, what these people did it was... It was a fun day. Some guy, my, my favorite was, he said he's going to make it his goal in 2017 to get me fired from my job. And uh, it didn't happen, did it? It didn't, no, and I would, I would remind you, you that You survived person. through COVID, which they didn't even know was going to exist. Because of Harambe. Because of Harambe. Uh, reading this is just making me mad, and I'm now doubling down more. But I didn't step in it this year. I'm that, very proud that of time you. I did. Just retweet Not that yet, tweet. Though. <laughs> are you waiting on something so that you can... What about the people that are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have pour out a margarita for, for Jimmy Buffett. Is that weird? Is that too... Like, uh, you know what? At least that's a little more personal than like, dang you, 2016, you killed Princess Leia. Okay. Still, I'm still... You're still looking at all of your hate comments. Seven years later, and this still annoys me. Oh, man. But it was a great thread. It, it's got some it's got some class A internet trolling in there, too, Emily. What? A, why don't you redo why this? Why don't I shut the F up? Great idea. Oh, sorry. That's what That's I should what do. I yes. Matt, Matt Emily, Emily, and Spenny. Just a few of the weirdos that can tolerate this guy. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X.